and welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we are going to recap and discuss a romantic comedy from 2002, Brown Sugar. The movie stars Tay Diggs, Sanaa Lathan, Most Def, Nicole Ari Parker, Boris Kojo, and Queen Latifah. And it was written by Michael Elliott and directed by Rick Fumiyiwa. It was nominated for seven NAACP Image Awards. It grossed $28 million on an $8 million budget. I mean, frankly, the cast alone could be enough to make this movie a classic. But today, we will determine whether Brown Sugar is a classic from other right perspective. We'll do a recap and discuss plot and direction, characters and acting, cinematography, sound music, whatever comes to mind. And then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol that is picked especially for this discussion. But we got to start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey. <laughs> Hello, I'm Aubrey Wright. Now this I'm is the early morning. It's an early morning session. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Janiah Wright, and I'm the middle. <laughs> There it is. Oh, <laughs> For those of you who are listening, she's holding up her copies of multiple the VHS oh, and the DVD of Brown Sugar. And this DVD has full and widescreen versions. And, um, and I am Brittany and I am the youngest. <laughs> and she's the youngest and obviously the person who recommended we review this. <laughs> obviously, her enthusiasm is apparent. Oh my gosh. I'm going to start tracking whether or not she says the middle syllable in her name and how that translates to how she does the podcast. Like what type of mood she's in. I'm going to start figuring that out. Like with the, with the middle, like when she's Brittany, what does that mean? And when she's Brittany, what does that mean? I, I, I'm going to start figuring that out. All you need to know is that both mean get it together. I got it. All right. Okay, whew, that was a close one. I thought Brittany was going to say life is jazz, don't box Listen! Me. It is, though. It is. It is jazz, don't it is. box me it in. It is. Sweetie DB. Sweetie DB. Skibbity bop bop. Zibbity bop bop. Oh my gosh, y'all. I love my brother and sister. I do. I do. I do. This randomness gives <laughs> y'all we have to pick a voting symbol for today's uh <laughs> recap and it's so funny because i watched the movie like well ahead of our recording session and i gave myself way more time than i usually do but i still only came up with two potential voting symbols so i just have know. two that feel so apparent to me hit me with them hit me <laughs> with them come up with any I, to me, I mean, I know, you know Brittany's gonna do it in the moment. She's yeah. gonna figure it out as she goes. Okay. To me, there's to me, there's only one symbol that we can use. So okay, well here, but, all right. But but I need to hear, I need to hear my Janaya symbols, please. I have two, and, and I need the reasoning. One, the first one I like. The second one, I love. Okay. All right. The first one is a cipher. Okay, because as we know. <laughs> That um, the question that keeps getting asked throughout the movie is when did you fall in love with hip hop? And for the two main characters, we know the moment. It was when they witnessed. Hold on, can a I pause for one Can I pause for one second? Of, of like, I, can I pause for one second? I just want everybody to know. I, I I know some of you all think we're doing a bit when we do this, 
like that. You know? This, <laughs> but this is, is not my a sister. Test. This is not. This is, this is you know, not a I, test. And I just want everybody <laughs> to know that. Okay, I'm so. I just want everybody to know that. So we're right. We're back. Cipher, <laughs> and we're talking about when we fell in love with hip hop. Because that's when they fell in love with hip hop. Okay. So you that's- want this symbol to be a group of people. It's a cipher. It's 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 the collection of people together in a moment of hip hop artistry. How's <laughs> that even? A okay, that's the symbol. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. The second one is a park bench. Why? <laughs> so, the at the beginning again in that iconic moment when they um, really fell in love with hip hop, they were on a park bench. When Dre walked away from that career that was not fulfilling him, and they had that moment together where, where they were planning for, 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 their, for their futures together, and he started his hip hop label, guess where they were? They were on a park bench, okay? This is when their love was so real, it was crystallizing for all of us. And then at the end, what happens? A song from Dre's label is playing, and, 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 and we see children <laughs> listening to the song. And what are they doing? When you Y'all, it's just because, you know, the bench represents community. That's what the bench represents. The bench represents mm. the organic experience of coming across something that delights you. And, it's, and, and this is where the two of them discovered their destiny and where they discovered each other and where they discovered love. It's the park just, bench, y'all. Yeah. We're done. We're done, We're done. We're done. We're done here. I just, I just, I just love. This, I Bro, love is that the one you were bench. saying that it obviously needed to be a part uh, bench? Clearly not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, like, it's, it's, you know, the thing I love about this part is like, I like it lands every time. Like, I, like I just love it every time. I love your thought process. It is so. You, it's just, I just love it. I just love it. <laughs> so Park Bench but, is. No, but both of those are terrible. <laughs> but, yes, <Brittany. laughs> so it's so funny because I told Janiyah earlier, I said, I came up with, I thought of something that you might say during uh, your time of giving us a symbol. And I thought Janiyah was going to say a check because of when Sydney wrote the check and how that would just exploded everything when it came to um, the um the, <laughs> when yeah, it came it to oh, starting you know. Dre's uh label the um his wife not knowing like it all just started by her writing this check Brittany, <laughs> I think you know what I think excuse me we, you just created another small segment that we could do <laughs> that I think, because in watching these movies, I think it would be fun if me and you come up with one guest that's going to be on Janelle's list <laughs> and, and like, and try to get one. Cause like, I would love to do that. I would love to, I think it would give me another dimension of enjoyment watching movies, like thinking of, and if we, what and if we hit one, Janelle, you gotta you mean be. watching deeply for themes? Yes, watching yeah, deeply. I think the, that's a great oh, idea. All right. <laughs> All right, but good, good, Brittany. So, what, what are you? But off the top, I thought of the blue vase that she had in her apartment because it was in several scenes and they picked it out in that, um, that, 
the furniture store, wherever they were. Mm-hmm. And um, also I thought about, of course, just because it was, you know, when did you fall in love with hip hop, a microphone or um, a mixtape, you know, a boom box, something along those lines that was a musical uh, for the two of them. So, and now along the lines of Janaya, I did also think of a, a pen because she used to write. You're welcome. She was really? writing and really? he used to read really? all usually, of her you're, articles. You're usually so good with these and then you <laughs> you let Janai draw you in. But, yeah. but I, she drew me but, in. But, but, she, she drew, drew me in. in. <laughs> but let me tell you, you hit it. To me, the only symbol has to be a mic. It has to be a mic. I can't the, believe it, I, I can't believe you just said that. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be it a has mic to be. on top of a bench. I'm bro, a mic, really? You're so adamant about it. Y'all, neither oh, no. Mike on top of a, a bench in the middle of a cypher. Neither one of them is a hip hop artist. They, they didn't interact with a microphone except for at the end, maybe when she was on a radio show. But y'all, Let they are performers. Let me explain something to you. This love this story show, is not about this show. Are performers. This show how do you, is called. How do we pick a symbol that is about these people? Let me. Let me. <laughs> what I'm telling you is, what is the name of this movie? Brown sugar. And brown sugar is the perfect woman. Bro, you lost your point, didn't you? Because you thought the movie was named Hip Hop Microphones or something. <laughs> now, <laughs> y'all, <laughs> brown sugar, for bro. us to use a microphone, it would make it, you know. You know, the thing about hip hop in this movie is that it was a force. It was a presence that was a through line in their lives and in their relationship. And it was part of what bound them. But this movie was about this couple, okay? And neither of them are musicians. We have one that was a critic, a renowned critic, and we have one that was a producer and like um. a, an exec- a label executive. I don't think a microphone embodies either of them or their relationship. Well, let me, let me, let it me does. Quickly, if, now, if, let, we were, if let, this, let, was, let a, me, if this me, was a generic movie about hip hop, then I think a mic would obviously make sense. Let, well, let me, or let the me ones just, and twos. Let me make, let me make one, one argument. Do you even then, know what the ones and twos are? I know people use no, them. <laughs> let me, let me, let me, uh, Get make one argument and then I will I will succeed to the majority. Okay, <laughs> to me from the very beginning, when they were when they saw each other in the cipher that you guys talking about, that's right. Um, and good option. And even in the end, all the way through the end, where they're on a radio show, uh, this story is centering around hip hop that is what the story centers around and what i'm saying is the mic is the center of hip hop the mic is the center of this entire culture it's what starts it off it's what emceeing is and i'm saying without that they wouldn't have had the relationship that they had and they wouldn't have gone mm. through every you single know, bro i wish i wish that i had a level of savvy about hip hop that would enable me to say something about hip hop starting on the streets where there were no microphones. Okay. Well, yeah. I, All right. Uh, uh, I'm not going to. About, I'm not, I'm about not. the fact that it was an organic 
It came from the hearts, okay, well, of the people. I'll tell you that. The Janiya, you're out of your depth. I, I figured. Depth. I figured I could. You're, you're out of your depth. And, I can defend I'm that saying, point. I knew that immediately. Yeah. yeah, you, but, you, uh, <laughs> yeah so, so what I'm saying is, is yes, this is a love story, but the whole every aspect of this love story goes back, back to the music. That's that's every single aspect. There's well, no aspect of this that doesn't attach to the music. If you take away the music, this story just doesn't exist. Well, one thing is for sure, you're 100% wrong, but because we're tight on time. <laughs> I'll see, no, I'll, listen, Brittany, I'll see to Brittany the, I'll as usual, to I think, Brittany, we yeah. have two options that have been adamantly presented here. We have a microphone <laughs> and we have a park bench. Sis, what is the symbol for today? I do not want one to of the, One of the options is. is great. One isn't. <laughs> and I'm, down, I'm down with either. I feel like I've said my piece. I'm I'm ready to go with the majority. I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna go with oh this is so hard. I'm, I, uh, we we what, know you're gonna go with what, I'm gonna go with the park bench. <gasps> what is that? <laughs> that, that's right. I gotta find a sound effect. Like, your expectations. That's, that's <laughs> on the ones and twos. Can you do you right, know what? Well, Here's the thing. I just really feel like this is a movie about winning. And I want Janaya. She's been through so much adversity for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we never pick her symbols. <laughs> and I I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Let's do it. I want her to win. A park, a park, <laughs> a, a park bench. That's that is. Thank you know, you, sis. Whenever, whenever I see a park bench, I do think of, of brown sugar. So, <laughs> can I and can I be can I be honest with y'all yes. about about earlier about the brain aneurysm that I had, and it's so bad. Like I don't even want to admit this, but I feel like. You have to. I just have to. We all know Walk, something happened. My, look, 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 my <laughs> point was the same. Okay. But when I asked what the title is, and I don't know why, it's because I'm turning 43 this year, probably. <laughs> For a brief moment. Don't blame it on my time. The time I don't have another reason. <laughs> for a brief moment the movie title morphed into my head into love and hip-hop i i Jeremy. don't know why we get I, it and when i said it because when i said that and it was only when i said that well bro but you know what you know what you have done though bro is you have segued us right to the recap that's why that's because the movie is about love and it is also about hip-hop hip and that's and I feel like it, it would have been an equally good title, you know, I to agree the movie. With you, bro. But, I but agree. somehow for that, and it could even be second, a subtitle. It could yeah, be Brown like, Sugar, Love and Hip Hop. And it, it was just for that second, the the title of the movie in my head literally was Love and Hip Hop, and I really felt like I was about to land this point. But the point was that the same. let me know how much but, it got into your heart. It transcended. <laughs> it got into your oh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to discussing. So, so let's get okay, the recap. Okay, let's get rolling. Let's, <laughs> the recap is quick. 
Um, you know, the movie centers, and again, spoiler alert, if you're a new listener, we recap the movie because our movies are, you, our content is usually covering stuff that was from a, a minute ago. And so we do a recap in case you haven't seen it in a while, you don't really remember, or in case you haven't seen it yet and yeah. you want to follow the podcast. This movie is and, almost and, 20 and, years and old, I was 19 say, years old. And, wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And I would say an extra, an extra spoiler alert because we're going to be talking about funny parts in the movie. I'm sure that would be better if you see them for the first time in the scope of the movie. Yeah. So I just want, I mean, there's all, spoilers, sorry, spoilers, but I think for me, especially on this one, there are just moments that are best. If you hear it first, it's going to take a yeah. 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 I agree with you, bro. I agree with yeah. you. So let me get to the recap. It's pretty brief, y'all. You know, the movie centers around, I'm going to edit the first sentence, love and hip hop. It centers around two best friends, Sydney, who's played by Sanaa Lathan, and Dre, played by Tay Diggs. Sydney is a well-known and revered music critic and magazine editor with a book deal, and Dre is a successful music executive. Both have built their careers around their passion for hip-hop, a musical genre that they discovered together 15 years prior, in 1984, when they witnessed a very special moment in their local park, three hip-hop artists performing. And these are people that eventually became well-known, Slick Rick, Dana Dane, and Dougie Fresh. Sid, in some ways, is still in that moment. She loves hip-hop, and she loves her work, and she's known for starting her interviews with hip-hop artists with the question, when did you fall in love with hip-hop? You know, so she's still living in that passion. Meanwhile, Dre has lost some of that magic. His career is really about making money for the label at this point, and he's watching them choose money over quality music all the time. Now, ro romantically for them, things are reversed. Dre is rolling. He's in love with a woman named Reese, played by Nicole Ari Parker. And during the course of the movie, he proposes, they get married. Sydney is dating an NBA player, Boris Kojo, enough said, uh, and she really cares for him. He, his, the character's name is Kelby, but she's not fully in it. Why? Well, it's because she has realized that she is in love with Dre. Oh, and, you know, and she's also realizing that she probably always has been and is starting to tear her apart. Eventually, Dre starts to... Um, face the fact also that he has feelings for Sydney that are real and deep. And it turns out that he had even tried to take it there at some point in their adult life. And Sydney, you know, dashed it. Um, over time, things started to get complicated. It was like they, they, they stole a kiss the night before Dre's wedding. You know, he goes on with the marriage and, 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 and Sydney goes on with her relationship with Kelby, but now there's this undertone. Okay, and it's making their friendship really, really hard. And it's important to note that Kelby and Reese have been observing this friendship and they don't love it. Okay, because <laughs> Sid and Dre are so very close. I mean, that finishing each other's sentences, oh, we have so many shared stories from our history kind of close, like sharing lives together rhythm kind of close. And in fact, when Dre reaches a breaking point with his job and quits to start his own label, he doesn't go to his wife. 
Mm-mm. He talks to Sydney about it first. And so mm-hmm. that gives you a sense of how close they are in a way that always made their partners feel like there was just a distance or something going on there. So when Sydney finishes the book, she's on the radio and she's pitching it and Dre is listening and her dedication for the book is, is a coded message for Dre. And Brittany, I wanted you to, to give the, to, 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 to say what the dedication was. Yes, it was I Used to Love Her, which is a play on words from Common's um, famous hip hop song about hip hop. Um, I used to love her. I always have and I always will. And that was her dedication to Dre, but just she doesn't co- name it was his coded. Name. She doesn't name his name, but it is for him and he knows it. And so he rushes down to the radio station to to proclaim his love and they can finally be together because his marriage fell apart because his wife was cheating on him. Uh, Sanaa finally admitted to to Kelby at some point that, uh, I'm sorry, Sydney finally admitted to Kelby at some point that, um, you know, her heart was just, just wasn't in it with him. So that's how the, that's the uh, the arc of the basic love story. Um, now there were lots of other things that were really special about the movie, including splices of interviews, cameos with real and well-known hip hop artists. And there was this really sweet kind of secondary love story between two side characters that were being played by Queen Latifah and Most Def. So we can get into those pieces in the discussion, but that's the recap. I think those are the main parts. So good. All right, Mary. Fantastic as always. Thanks, bro. Thanks, sis. As (laughs) always. And I wish I could find the ball, but I can't. You know why, Janine? Because you knocked it out the park. It's (laughs) It's not even in the park anymore. Oh, check and see. It might be over there by that bench. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Can we just leave it alone? I'm trying to wrap my mind around this bench. I apologize, bro, and I apologize, podcast land. Symbolism. This is why we don't let her win. (laughs) (laughs) Sis, you got to kick us off, though, sis, because you picked this movie. You know, you recommended it as a classic for us to review. Tell us about that, sis. Why Brown Sugar? So I will tell you, I am, I admit to all of the planet, uh, I love corny movies. And I have no issue with that. I'm very proud of myself for that. And I will name <laughs> every last cornball movie that will never get an award that I love. She owns it. She owns <laughs> okay. It. They will not. But the reason why I appreciate them is oftentimes the message that is in them and the feeling I get when I'm walking away from them. Mm. And that is what brown sugar did and it it made you feel good to see two friends even though it took some time come together and fall in love and it's telling just this story um I think oftentimes where it's one of those things where people can see it but you can't and so because you're in it you're too close to it and you fought against it for so long Mm. And now all of a sudden you have, you realize that this is, this is my missing piece. This is the, mm. the part that makes everything else make sense. Mm. And, and because you've become so comfortable with it, you know, you're, you gravitate towards it without even realizing it. So I just always appreciated. This was just a fun rom-com. I've always appreciated how it is. 
Um, of course, we can get into a technical conversation about rom-poms. We're not going to do that. But we're just like, what we're going to do is- And maybe we will. Maybe and we, maybe we, might we, have we will. And maybe we will. You know, we're not going to box it out. But I will tell you, William Elliott, the producer, of, the writer and producer of this movie, I realized when I looked him up that Michael, I own- Michael Elliott. Excuse then. me, what I call him. I'm sorry. Michael Elliott. I looked him up and <laughs> I own- three of the movies that he has written and produced <laughs> just right is one of my other favorite movies as well um yeah. like mike is not one of my other favorite movies but it's still just a fun movie mm-hmm. to watch um and so i appreciate just i love seeing also hip-hop artists be more than just rappers or or you know hip-hop artists like I love seeing them do and expand and look at their talent just be amazing so that was another reason why I love this movie because most deaf I think he is so cute um that's not his name anymore I don't know what his new name is and he doesn't live here um but <laughs> isn't his name he lives in Africa now like something's going on yeah I he don't changed know. his name Yasin Bey Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I love Yasin. Okay. I think he's so cute. I think he is hilarious. And I also love Queen Latifah. So, but I just appreciated them being in this movie. So- I had to pull off of my bookcase. This is uh, Yasin Bey. He had a musical um, and art installation that has been traveling around the country called Negus, N-E-G-U-S. And this is this was actually the wrapper for a candy bar that they were selling at, at the exhibit. Wow. Um, and obviously the candy bar is gone. I don't know what happened to it. Someone probably ate it immediately. But um, <laughs> probably in the Uber on the way home it was eaten. But, um, but a but, shout out to how you preserved the wrapper. Yeah, because look how beautiful it is. I mean, it just in beautiful. terms of like it, the exhibit <laughs> itself is really captured. And that was another that was another mini segment where Janai <laughs> explains the item. Done. I love it. And it Done. Was deaf. We could do a whole and one day we should. We've talked about like really focusing in on specific people for yeah. a show. Most deaf is one of those people that's so complicated and beautiful and interesting. I would love for us to talk more about him. Man. I feel like I've learned a lot about him. Yes. But let me yeah. ask it. I have a discussion. Well, I do want to say one more thing in mm-hmm. that I appreciate Sanaa and Tay Diggs. I really believe that Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs need a huge shout out. They defined a, um, a period of time for mm. Black cinema. Sanaa and Tay were in so many movies. Um, they were it's part Sanaa, of, uh uh-uh, uh, it's, an, it's Sanaa Lathan. Um, Sanaa. 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 Huh. Sanaa and Tay Diggs, Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs were in so many things in that era of Black rom-com and Black cinema really being rich in in the 90s and the early 2000s. Like, they were a part of that. And and they still hold their own and they've still been in other things, but just that era where just things just seem like back to back, we were getting movies for us in the movie theater. VHS of Best Man. Exactly. They were a couple in that movie. Like Love and Basketball. They were in so many things. Yeah. And so I just really appreciate, um, that's another reason why I do, I think this movie, I love it, is because Mm -hmm. they were a part of an era. They that we just haven't seen in a while. Um, it's coming back. 
shout out to like Lena Waithe and people like that, but it, it has been Issa Rae, like just this content that's coming out now, highlighting the nuance of blackness. Um, but we, we, it was a little silent for a little bit or underground. If it, it, it would be more way to, a better way to say it. So that's so good, sis. And I, um, you know, and, and I feel like everything you've just said in, in terms of your general sentimentality for that era, you've shared that before, you know, I, um, I really love and appreciate that. And I, I, one of the things that came from is what really is the, the, the question that gets asked and answered in this movie, um, is about, um, men and women and platonic relationships. I have a real perspective on this. Okay, you want to hear the Janiya Wright perspective on this? But yeah, I yeah, but yeah, bro, we do. <laughs> I want to hear Aubrey's because I we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. But bro, what is your your perspective on like men and women, and I mean heterosexual yeah. men and women in platonic relationships? Is it possible? Oh no, absolutely not. But um, well, the only time it's possible, <laughs> and I think you should say the, cisgender the, uh, as well, because only, that gets more specific in there as well. Heterosexual, cisgender, romantic relationship, men and women. Um, no, it's not. It, it, it's not possible if there is any attraction either way. So, like, if if um, if there's no attraction, then yes. But if there's if there's attraction either way. No. Now, can you act platonically? Yes. You can, can you um, uh, respect each other in that way? Yes, that's possible. But an actual platonic friendship? No. If there's a track, because platonic means free from attraction. So just by definition, you can't even do it. And I'll say that for me, that was, first of all, I'll be honest in saying, I forgot how much I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I forgot oh, I how it. much I enjoyed this movie, but the part that bought, yeah, <laughs> but the part that uh, Brittany that, for Audio Land, Brittany just <laughs> obsessively is continuing to show us her VHS and her DVD copy. <laughs> she's showing, putting them in frame. The, so, yeah, yeah, and she, and, and, she, and, and she will continue to do the podcast. But I, I'll tell you, in any movie, you have to uh, suspend your disbelief at, at some point in most movies. Yeah. And Brittany talks about, you know, uh, Brittany and I were talking about it even for a little bit. She's like, I mean, you're talking about, you know, uh, uh, robots coming back for the future. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I can accept that a lot more than two attractive people never hooking up ever <laughs> like that is just would never happen to me the one change that they could have made in the movie that would have made everything gel more is if uh dre was like a little fat boy like if, if dre was like a little fat boy who had a lot of personality he was fun she loved hanging out with him and even if you tried to ask her out a couple times and she she was just like you know I don't I don't see you like that or whatever like that, and then he blossomed into this, you know, dude who got in shape and now he's successful and now you know he's got Bro, the. Bro, I thought they addressed that. Though. I thought they addressed that with by by not like the thing that they would have addressed by having him be someone that bloomed. I think they did address that by by it being that uh, the storyline of Sydney being so career driven that she didn't date at all. 
I mean, she literally didn't date like because she uh, was but, on her grind. And then the other thing about him is they had made him out to be a playboy. Um, because she well, she's like he's he's always just dating dum dums. I can't remember what what term well, she well, used, but they had made it. They had kind of answered the question about how they hadn't. I know. Gone I know there. how they. I know how they tried to answer it, and yeah. I know. And they what, were living what, in different cities. I know what they tried to do. <laughs> What I what I'm what I'm telling you is what he you, wanted. What what I'm telling you is is you two <laughs> cannot name one circumstance where that has actually happened in real life, where you a person, two attractive people, have known each other since they were kids, and they never hooked up. Absolutely once. not. No, no, no. That, I, that I don't is, believe in platonic male-female oh, relationships. That, 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 Never that's have. my whole life. But, I've been fat my but, whole but, life. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'm saying outside of Brittany. <laughs> I, I, look, for, for everybody else in the world, I'm saying there is no circumstance. The typical person, where, not the extraordinary. Where, exactly. Not the extraordinary. <laughs> there is no chance that even if they met when they were in college, I could believe that. Because, but bro, like, what they, about the fact that Dre tried to go there? No. Does that There's answer no it? Way. Does that resolve no. it? Because he no. tried. Doesn't matter. She, you're not looking like Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan and not hooking up. And y'all knew each other since you were kids. That's not <laughs> happening. I can even I can even get back to like um they would decide that they didn't want to, you know, go far that way. Or but you're telling me there's no trip. There's no situation where just like they eventually ended up hooking up the first time that happened is when y'all 30 so get out of here like that's <laughs> impossible it just would never ever happen because when you are that close to somebody there is it you are always one move away from hooking up I agree, just bro. one one teeny thing like it, it could be like a netflix night it could be a <laughs> You know, but there's just one thing. You know what? The level of chemistry, the That's, level of chemistry yes. required to be quote unquote best friends, right? The level of chemistry that that requires is the exact Intimacy. same kind of chemistry that is required That's for a romantic relationship I, that can sustain itself. And so it's just, I mean, I just don't think it's real. I just don't think it's real, but bro, That's... I have to believe what you said about people being able to have discipline around it, you know, to oh, kind you, of- Oh, you, 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 you could do that. Well, that I do... also don't know if I've actually seen. I mean, I've oh, heard no. tales, but- It's, uh... it's, it's, it's possible. <laughs> I don't know if I've it's seen it. It's, it's, it's just in terms it's of my possible. own life. Well, I will it's just possible. say in terms of my <laughs> life's journey, um, and I, you know what, I'll keep it I real. Like I don't have, uh, if I look down my list of, of, of like my core friend, friend group, it really is black women. It really is. And I, I don't know if there was some point where I kind of like, you know, made that decision. Um, but I don't have men in, now again, I have male associates. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in terms of my core circle, I don't have any men in there. And I think part of it has just been that it's been reinforced for me over and over and over again in my own experience that if there is a man around and he wants to hang out with me that much, he wants to hang out with me that much. 
Okay, now we are getting into an excellent spot as to why. And sometimes platonic, it goes the other way. Exactly. This is why platonic friends are like a unicorn. And it is because, so I was someone that I used to believe that platonic friendship could happen. I, I honestly believe that with all my existence, me and Janai used to go back and forth about it until I really just had to stop and go what and believe and have that conversation with myself was what Aubrey said that unless there is no attraction there is not someone has thought about it even if the attraction is not both ways somebody thought somebody about it. has entertained and is open even to if it. they didn't act which then takes away the the label of platonic because yep. someone is then attracted and yeah. even if it comes to a sense where even if you weren't attracted, but then you started to at least think about it like, hmm, which, cause I had to evaluate my own self for a friend that that happened with. I was like, oh, oh, I see how things like this can happen now. I had to have that honest conversation with myself, but then getting into like this nature versus nurture, right? We as people are not even allowed to form platonic friendships, even if we wanted to, because from children, if you see a boy and a girl hanging out together, they're two little kids. Ooh, they, so have, right. they have no idea what relationship is. They have no idea what romance is. She likes trucks and so do I. She likes the jungle gym and show, and so do I. There is not anything about that. But what happens is we plant a seed and go, mm, that's, that's your little, your little boyfriend. boyfriend. That's yeah. your little boyfriend. We um, start doing so those true. things well, I, I'll to, to, to I'll kids. You. I'll not saying that attraction is not there, but kids don't actually know. I don't think they know just yet why I want to be around this person so much. The concept of friend, though, we don't even allow the concept of friend to truly bloom. Um, before and I think that, we start making no, no, it before, a possible right, romantic exactly. connection. Well, well, let, let, let me let me let me tell oh, you something. So good. Let me tell you something. I, I don't know what it is to grow up as as a woman. But I'm gonna tell you as a guy that I remember, <laughs> I remember being in kindergarten when my attraction for women kicked in. And so from that point forward, like there was, it had so you was to running with, around hitting people in the head. No, I'm saying that, <laughs> I'm saying that as a guy, head. as a guy, and I, I'm not gonna put her, <laughs> I'm not gonna put her name out there, but I remember being in kindergarten and that I could literally remember it. I could, I could remember it being kicked on. And the reason why is there were there were these, um, it was two of them. And what they would do is they would decide who their boyfriend was for the, you know, couple of days or whatever. And like, <laughs> And I oh, always, autonomy? and I always, at a and young I always, age, and I, I always, yeah. And I'm just saying, you know, I I didn't consider myself like the cool kid, of course, in the class or whatever, and like for them, and so I used to admire that from afar. But I always already was there, and you know, in terms of liking it, and one day they decided I was their boyfriend. And I was just like- <laughs> Wait, you was is... dating both of the girls? I mean, 
it was kindergarten. I'm just right. saying that, that is know, so funny yeah. to me. It but was I'm just saying they was that was already the, that was their thing. That, that 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 was the, that was that was their thing that they would do. You know, so like that. And so, and I remember seeing the other dude with hate on his face, and obviously only lasted like a day or two or something like that. But like, I'm just saying, I remember the first time I, uh, you know, we was living on three ten. North leg and like the first time you see uh, a you know a woman with like you might like get you know if she's outside playing and she got a skirt on or something and, and, and so like for to me those instincts that's not nature that's just I don't know what it is growing up to be one I'm talking about for me though that instinct turned on at a very very young age and it's been there since since I could begin and I'm just saying as in knowing that that's what i'm just saying for me the story would have rung so much truer if like he was just a, a dude that was chubby or ugly in some kind of way but she liked him but as a you know he was cool and like a lot of times if you're chubby or something like that you got to have a better personality anyway and what happens is is if you're treated a certain way by women once you figure it out it a lot of times it goes all the way in the other direction now you start being a player or, or whatever because of how you grew up. So they could have still used the same storyline. It yeah. just would have been in what would have actually happened. Uh, so I'm just saying, I don't feel like, I feel like and when women start getting attracted to, to men, it's been my experience that there's just no way you well, got- Well, one, uh, one thing is for sure. One thing is for sure. You are you are two before somebody hands you a baby doll and tells you you need a man to get to be the father. So, okay. uh, you, you know, your concept of needing to couple um, oh, and needing to be chosen Barbie? by a man to couple, that. yes, that yes, certainly that. women understand from that. very early on, even if they haven't started to, to grapple with attraction in a real yeah, way, I it's very that. real. And that's and I'm talking that. about. I talk about it all. And I wanted to correct talking the term real quick, sis. You said polytheism. I, that's yeah, that's um, yeah, I'm sorry. Because that's the Thank religious. Yeah. Exactly. But then it's like <laughs> but, polyromantic or polyamorous yeah, or like yeah. I mean, even polygamous. It sounds right, like them yeah. that's girls, the word but, uh, that I wanted to use. Yeah, but uh, polygamous. <laughs> but I I appreciate that because that narrative of two young ladies picking someone first of all just the word picking that is not anything that you're especially back in the day we're talking about the 70s 80s and we're being raised by people who were born in the 40s and 50s like you're that is not like that's that's new right like that is at that young of an age I just think about how amazing that was now I don't know what those two young ladies no, no, now I, look, look, but I, I, but just to have that I, I, I definitely of... I definitely don't want to make it no like, no, my, no no yeah, no 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 yeah. I'm not yeah I don't mean to yeah, know, like, was, but right, right they don't know yeah. what that is but just the yeah. fact that they were saying that because like Janai was just saying you are we're given kitchens baby dolls easy bake ovens barbie ken skipper like we're given strollers like these are things when you're walking down the girls section of toys and it's all pink these are the things but what's on the guys tyrannosaurus rex uh tonka trucks baseball bats big fist things like 
there 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 is not this concept of <laughs> of family in home Brittany did you that mean is... boxing gloves thank you Listen, I had to do a Brittany translation for y'all see me and Arby knew what she meant but y'all wouldn't have known that's why I had to help is <laughs> I appreciate it and as podcast land gets to know me more they'll know mm, they'll that's know what, what you she meant. meant thank you mm-hmm. These uh, what Janaya said because I forgot them already. Boxing gloves. It's boxing gloves. You have <laughs> sports equipment. All these different things that you have on a man's on a boy's toy section. It's like two different worlds, and then we want you to get together and build a family. I'm sorry, what? Well, so you know- and, and even when I was making jokes earlier, like oh, so you were running around hitting people. <laughs> that's what they used to tell girls oh that means he likes you no he just knocked me down on the, the turf that <laughs> does not mean that you're not teaching us there's definitely a lot of discussion to be had about you know gender roles and all that kind of stuff all i'm saying is is in my opinion i don't think it doesn't matter what how you would raise somebody i don't think I don't think two people being attracted to each other would ever be able to be friends. Well, bro, and bro, there were there were no two matter how you raise them. There were two characters in the movie that played the role of of being kind of like that that obvious voice. Is the that voice an antagonist who was saying, or a protagonist? These are these were two characters that were just being saying the obvious thing, and that was Queen Latifah playing Sanaa Lathan's cousin, and it was Most Deaf playing the um, the burgeoning uh, hip hop artist for um, Abby, right? For 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 um, for Dre, uh, and so in both cases, you know, Queen Latifah's character was like, listen, she because she was she was uh, Sid's cousin right she's like get your man you obviously <laughs> want to be with him get your man Listen, get him so it, it, she was at the wedding saying you about to let her marry your man that's your man it wasn't even wasn't even being quiet wasn't even being quiet it was like it was like the that character was playing was the the vocal conscience of Sydney. And then it was the same thing for Most Def. Most Def was like, "You are such a punk, really." This is what he's saying to Drake. <laughs> it was like, "Listen, you being a punk, you want Sydney, you being Humphrey Bogart." <laughs> no, can I tell you? Can I? I know this isn't the exact Those point you're characters. trying to make, but can I just tell you that Most Def? And Queen Latifah, but most deaf for me, just killed it in this movie. So Every funny. scene he did perfectly. Like there were there <laughs> were moments where I gotta get the actor character's name. Francine was Queen Latifah's cousin. I mean, yes. was uh Sid's cousin. And um the character that most deaf was playing was named Kavi. And I would just tell you, every single scene. He killed, so and I, I so you know, it's it's um right from the beginning when he was playing Dre, and he, Dre was trying to give up his card, and he was like, yeah, you know, but I know where you at. I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna come, come find. And then um, when he when he ran into him, and you know, of course, that was a little serendipitous, but again, suspicion suspicion of disbelief. And they're in the cab, and he was like, oh, so you like you like the hip hop Grinch story. <laughs> And see, and this, you, you, like, you want to go to all the artists that publish it. This is why you need 
be black writers and black directors. Oh my because God. Because that was such a black people scene. That little exchange oh, right there. Yes. Like that, that, that was done so And Tay did well. so well. He was like, let me out the cab. No, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. I was cracking up. Man. And then when he went back to see him and, and like, you could just see somebody like that who was playing that character. And he was like, he was like, you know, okay, you want to do something for me? You know, watch that and back he, gave seat. Him the stuff, watch seat. <laughs> he was like, he was like, no, if that's too gully for you, he was like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gully. I'm gully. I'm gully. <laughs> and he got on the turtle turtleneck. <laughs> you know, and, I'm just it saying, was, like, and that every, was with a warm up suit. It was yeah. a warm up like, suit. <laughs> exactly. There are moments they did in all of these. There are moments in these movies that obviously are painful for me. Like a lot of the <laughs> um the the interactions between Dre and uh what's her name Sanam. in the movie. Oh, now, Sydney. I was going, Sydney. Sydney. Dre and Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. I mean, those are just like chalk on a. I mean, fingernails on the chalkboard, but like. Every scene between Most Def and Queen Latifah, I loved all of them. I love how Queen Latifah ain't respect this whole union between them because it wasn't respectable. Man, everybody, it's like, yeah, I could talk loud because this ain't what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, they, and she wasn't over, <laughs> and she wasn't over the top. And that's the other thing I loved about how she played that character was that she was off the hook, but she wasn't. You know how they play those characters. They she wasn't a caricature. She wasn't a caricature. Janaya, she wasn't a caricature. Not at all. She just was just a cousin. The, the outspoken cousin. That's like, was the no, out. I need you to walk in your truth. This no. is your man. She said, she said you will let her marry your, your man. That's your man. <laughs> she said, she about to marry your man. Because <laughs> she was like, she because the night before, which we're talking about, you guys, is that Dre, the night before his bachelor party, he and no, the night of, excuse the me, his of, bachelor yeah. party. He and Sid, he came over to Sid's house because he was just down about things that were happening mm -hmm. with the label. And he was just, you know, just getting kind of, you know, just really depressed about his job. And so she encouraged him. Now, this is where for me, I was like, you all do not have a normal friendship. I have never hugged any of my male friends that way that I consider just to be my friend. And so they have this hug and they have a moment where they kiss and there he pulls down the outfit that she has on and they're about to get into it, but they both stop. They both stop and he leaves. And then the wedding is the next day. And this is the part that they're talking about when, when Queen Latifah's like, why you look, why you look at you like you just have, like you have a third breast. And she was like, <laughs> and she was oh, like so nothing. Good. And she, so and Queen good. Latifah just looked at her for a second and she was like, Oh, y'all did it. Did you low ho!ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
It just gave them yeah. something to play off of. And it and, just, and they, like, they and, and, and that fun- the story along. They, they helped move the story along and they added a lot of humor. I just thought, you know, sometimes you, you have the, the friend character and the cousin character and they just seem excessive. You know, they're not adding value. They're just there for the yes. sake of showing a relationship. Yes. These characters, I felt like they really were moving the story along, challenging the, the, the primary uh, yes. characters to articulate certain thoughts. Yes. I thought they just did a great job of, of being in relationship with the characters in an authentic way. And I, and there's another relationship I wanted us to talk about and I have to get your thoughts. And I, Brittany, I wanted to hear your thoughts on um, Nicole Ari Parker's character. Her name was Reese uh-huh. and, um, and the relationship with her husband, eventually ex-husband. What did you think of that relationship between Dre and Reese? You know what? I really appreciated the, because Sid's voice was the voiceover for the whole movie. She was the narrator Mm -hmm. for the movie. And I appreciated um, Sid's narration whenever, when they were at the wedding after she said, I do. And she likened it to how hip hop no longer was just this private thing amongst really the black community it became accessible to all ethnicities in a way that it had never been before. And so, and just accessible to the world. So it was no longer private and kind of sector the way she was describing it in the movie. And so that marriage of hip hop to mainstream. And so it was watching, she was watching Dre, i.e. or hip hop, marry himself to someone that was not him. She was very, and there's nothing wrong with opposites attracting. That happens all the time. That's right. But the issue became is that you're not being yourself. Mm. You're eating things that you don't normally eat. You are, you are up here. You are mm. purchasing things you can't afford. You're doing mm. all these different things and they're not you. And for that, so to watch that relationship happen, it was really something that made sense. Um, even in terms of him dating someone that is this thin, modelesque, not average type looking woman, like this is who I'm supposed to be with. Sure. And this is who I, and so I think watching that relationship, while I think that there was genuine fondness of each other, it was too easy for Reese to start to entertain other people. Reese had, she needed to even have a moment to say like, you, are you even really in this? Because she, she needed moments to even think about that because him pursuing his dream, shouldn't that make you happy? And I understood her frustration as well. He didn't discuss with her that dream, right? He just quit his job and came home. Mm-hmm. That's going to find it. That's going to frustrate anyone. Yep. But when you're having this tug and tool, this then begs the question, um, why would you say yes, Reese, to him without actually exploring and continuing to see his friendship with Sid? That is another thing that becomes that self-exploration as to why you would even stay. And I think about um, now the their relationship. Of them- their relationship was born while Sid was in another country. 
I mean, another city. Right. So you have to remember like Dre and Reese, they got to really have their, and again, I don't think it was a long, they, I think it was fast because yeah, Sydney was, was mocking it. It was quick. But but they had a chance to to form the relationship with um, Sydney's role in Dre's life being via phone calls and text messages, phone calls which and is stories. very different. And, stories. and so That's it. she accepted the proposal before she got a chance to see what the dynamic would be when they were living in the same city. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that. It no, was no, a, no. I agree a, with a you. Sound decision or whatever. Right. But I did want to just name, like, I don't think that it was as, as real a factor for her I get uh, you. when she accepted the proposal but as it became. I will say what I believe is a factor for her is that he checked boxes. Was she Absolutely. actually in love with him? I, I think that she loved him. Do you know if we can get into two different things, love and in love, right? Do I believe she loved him? Yes. Um, but, and that he was who she was supposed to be with. Um, and that working on a marriage, I feel like she was more so concerned about them throwing that away versus if we still need to be together, if this is still something that we're supposed to have. So I will say, I, I appreciate the realness of that relationship in a sense that people get together who you could do well if you want to manage it, but are you really supposed to be together? Or is this person supposed to be just a part of a season um, of your life for whatever reason um, that they are supposed to be there. Uh, so yeah, that, I, that relationship. I will tell you, I'll tell you, I, I gotta say, I, I liked their relationship a lot more than I, I, I I'm confused about why I liked their relationship so much, you know, I, but I did, I liked, um, I liked the way that they were, um, challenging each other professionally. I think that, um, it is true that he made a big life decision without talking to her, but I also think she was ready to roll with it. You know, I think she was doing the hard work to try to figure out how to roll with it and make it work. Um, and I also think that the two of them perhaps were in love, but I also think that that means different things to different people. Uh, and the reason why I, I, you know, kind of still have a little warm and fuzzy about their relationship. And again, she cheated on him. She was, it, it made it, it, it seemed as if she had never been faithful at all, frankly. Um, but I still like the fact that at the end, they could walk away in a way that was friendly. Like right. violations Absolutely. had been made, but they were able to be mature enough to kind of say, we're not malicious. Not, we're not good together. We're not it. We don't have that level of what it Grown requires. decision to be together. But I appreciated that. I thought that was a mature breakup. Well, so I will say it was a mature breakup, but the only thing I will push back on is was she doing the work to agree with what Dre had going on? And I would say no. Okay. And the reason why is because if you remember the boxing scene when they're at the gym, she's like, oh, I just appreciate it. Now, this is a scene between Reese and Sid and they're going back and forth, which one part of me makes mad because, and I guess it was supposed to be funny the way uh, Sid was fighting <laughs> during this little scene. But just the conversation between them was that Sid was respecting what Dre was doing and understood it on a deeper level than um, Reese was understanding it and Reese was also grappling with 
I don't really know Dre because I am, he, and he, she says to her, he lets you in in a way, in. in a way that he, he won't, I have to beg for. She was like, and the things that you already know, I have to beg for them. And so it comes to a place where it's like, can we move past that and grow mm. into it or can't we? Mm. And, and I think that that was, I think for her, you need to, if you really were trying to fight, I would need you to step into his world a little more. How often did you visit when he was recording late? How often did you stay up to when he got home to ask him, how was the recording? Instead of being just really upset at this thing and not allowing you guys to move past this or at least get some counseling and work through it. You're not doing that. You're stewing. And that is one of the worst things you can do in a relationship if you want to fight for the relationship. And I don't think that either one of them wanted to fight anymore. I think that the two of them just wanted to be done and be peaceful and be done. You've given us the perfect segue to the hip hop portion of the movie. Because I have a question for you, bro. Go ahead, bro. I mean, I I was just saying that. uh, I I just, because you're about to move on. I think that all the relationships ring very true. Mm-hmm. Except for except for Sid and <laughs> uh and, and, and Aubrey wanted them. No, no, Sid, he what just I'm, thinks they would have no, gotten together already. What, what, yeah. what, what, what I'm saying is, is that even the whole movie could have been the same if they would have hooked up once or twice. Like you could you you could have even left them this everything the same. But so I'm saying outside of that, that's what, I don't want to get back into that. The point I'm trying to make is. All the other relationships rang true because um, what there, it's been my experience that there are different levels of love and uh, that you can fall into love, especially checking the boxes that both of you were talking about. Mm -hmm. This person look, you know, I'm attracted to them. They have this type of career. They push me in this way and everything on paper makes sense. Yep. And yep. you, it's not it's not fake. You actually feel the love and you feel the attraction. And if your life goes on with no adversity, I believe you can have a very happy life with this person. It's just that adversity will will expose that mm. when you're on those checklist type of love. Mm. It, adversity is going to expose that. Mm-hmm. What Sid and Dre were our soulmates and that is a different Ooh, level can of, we pause of, honey of you just said something drop the mic i'm saying when you when you love somebody bench. on that level like there's it exists outside of sense like like it, it's it's something that so like even how the relationship ended sitting sitting dre that rang true to me. Yeah. Right? So, so even that was was because I could the whole process of them discovering how in sync they were on that level. That's just like you can't explain this, man. It's just what it is. It's the same way bees are attracted to flowers. Every once in a while, they'll just be somebody who just you are like that you. when when you enter each other's mm-hmm. space and. The thing is, is that most people don't even know that that's out there. And so like when you're in a relationship like um, Dre and uh, Reese, 
you think this is it. You think this is the pinnacle because this is everything that just like Sid yeah. and, uh, and what, what what's the NBA numbers? Kelby. The play? Kelby. Kelby. So you're, I mean, you got a dude who bought out a restaurant so that you all can sit there. Hold on though. You know Did he mean? cook for you? Cause I, you saw me cook for you. Did you cook? I, I was so I would, sad. I would have let go of my soulmate for Boris Kojo. I'm, I'm I just, just want to let y'all know. I'm just letting you know. I that lived my whole life only... in sadness about not having my soulmate. Well, <laughs> say right, Corsair. I mean, Boris, Boris, kill me. Boris, like, play that game. And even him, <laughs> shut up. Even his character <laughs> rang very true because of what it, you guys so talking good. about. Because, because the thing about Boris, Boris is one of them dudes that if you're a dude and you can't be like, all right, I get it. Like you're just, yeah. you're on. just not even it's being. Boris honest you're like like yeah like i get Come it on. you know what i'm saying Come on. and yeah. like the thing of the thing about boris is that boris was not a deep dude but like well, kelby. kelby was not a deep dude he wasn't but like <laughs> when somebody grows up looking like kelby and being a superstar athlete and all of that you don't have to get deep for real because you know what why all you need to do is get deep on doing this exercise and you know maximizing yep, that I'm and so <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make is that that would be for so you most, didn't read my article. You did you did a thousand sit-ups yesterday. You don't good work. Honey. I'm telling you, I have I, I have friends who I that I've I know who've had that experience. Yeah. Where it's like there are you just women, but not it's just right more like, than cute. Yeah, yeah it's all more that cute. stuff. Yeah, you're a rich, you're an NBA player, you're all these things. I won't have a worry in my life if i'm with you and i'm saying and not to mention it's zero to a 10 basically like you're you're not talking to anybody you're not gelling with nobody i'm cool i'm just doing work out and then this could work i gotta i gotta massage i gotta massage that's the the thing this could work this would they would have been very happy absolutely if if, if nothing else happened they would have had a happy life there wouldn't have been you know she'd have been a little you know but eventually they'd have been cool you know because he did it wasn't even that he was disregarding her his brain just doesn't tick like that you know say it's his brain so the point i'm trying to make he did lie yesterday i felt like all of those relationships were ring very true and the thing that i loved about it was they weren't bad relationships yeah they weren't relationships they were not bad relationships were treating each other bad it's just that sid and uh uh dre are soulmates and, and you know what if bro, you're that's... in the space of your soulmate eventually that's that's how it's going to go. and yeah if they're right there all the time and you're pretending you're, you're pretending yeah. your your soulmate is your platonic friend that's a setup. For that is, ooh, that's like missing and, out on life. And you it's think like, about what Reese and Dre didn't have, you know, when they had so much of the stuff. Yes. What they didn't have. I, and I wonder if, if, if Reese had been a true hip hop fan, if Reese had been a person that, that, that wouldn't negate Sid's soulmateness, that wouldn't negate yeah. that. But if Reese had been a person that had been a passionate about hip hop, someone that he could talk to about hip hop on any level other than this is my job, it would have she would have had a fighting chance. That they could have really it, made it, it work. Because there are many people- Or what, if, to... or what if he would have read the article? Exactly. If he would have read the article. You know what I mean? Like, no conversation. It's just so, it was so- 
It was well, it's one just, off. It's just it you're so close. Off. But I, I was pulling out the hip hop piece to segue to yes. the hip hop piece because bro, I was, so listen, I am a person that is, I'm really on the journey, uh, you know, to become a person that really truly can appreciate hip hop. But even I on my journey was able to get excited about some of these cameos. It was like big, I'm going to re read out the list. Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, Pete Rock, De La Soul, Tariq Trotter, who's Black Thought, Jermaine Dupree, Talib Kweli, how, how you pronounce his name? Talib Kweli. Common, Method Man, Slick Rick, Dana Dane, Jen Taylor, Dougie Fresh, Amir Thompson, who's Quest Love, um, Russell Simmons, Fabulous, Beanie Siegel, Angie yeah. Martinez, Kimora Lee. So anyway, I was, ex I knew those oh, you faces. Heard there were, there I were, knew. There were two more in the background. Donnell Jones was in the background at the party as was Olivia, she's a rapper. She, they were both in the background. So yeah, I, I was like, they really- And I can add, can I, there was it. another person who we can mention, Lamar Rucker, who's from Pittsburgh. Yep, there you what, go. Was, what was it, was it a movie? Yep. This is just a, I know, and, the, I don't want to get off, but I'm just saying- in those, yeah. in those, in that initial scene, the cypher where they, where we got to see them fall in love with hip hop, they had black and Latinx people in that scene. And I appreciate that because what I've been learning recently is about the fact that Latinx people were there. We think like, I know I, in my shallow understanding of hip hop, I have really coveted it as a black people thing, but I am understanding now that at the origins of hip hop in this country, Latinx people were right there. And so I love that they portrayed that, but bro, I would love to hear your thoughts on the me, hip hop, me, cause just cause y'all were tight on time. Let me the tell hip hop you. Yes, aspects of the movie, the way that it showed up, the way that they were um, calling it out, calling it in. How did you feel First about all, it, bro? That is, they did it in my mind flawlessly. Like I, 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 I forgot this soundtrack, first of all, because back in that era, um, the, the soundtrack with the movie was like, that was like two sides of the it coin. Mattered. Yeah. It mattered. And Brown Sugar, Brown Sugar has one of the best soundtracks. It's so dope. Ever in life. It has no weak spots and the entire, it's just amazing. Wow. But, and it also goes with the narrative of the story, every song that they played at every moment was perfect. Mm. And I'm gonna yes. also speak to, I know they were doing caricatures, but every caricature was perfect. The hip hop what Dalmatians. Oh, the hip hop oh, Dalmatians, yeah. like when they, when they brought them in, I'm gonna have a black mink with white spots. <laughs> And I'm gonna have a white a chinchilla with black spots, and it's it gonna was be the chinchilla. It was the perfect gimmick. It's the whole unity thing. In the studio, and they're singing, "The hoe is my gotta get her, gotta like, get her." It's like it's like you know, it's like Michael Jackson, and, and it's like no, it's not. And it's absolutely, and the not. thing is, is that as you see hip hop, because that I you I used to love her song, just outlines it perfectly because. You're happy that rap music is spreading the way it is, but just when you're a person who's seen how it's evolved, it does hurt you on a sub level that, you know, to see where it's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if you don't begrudge it and you don't want to take away, you still want it to do whatever it is. But it's like, yo, hip hop was just, 
so important to so many people's lives. Mm. And then anytime somebody sees that get commercialized, it's always, you know, difficult on some level to watch. And they just house that perfectly. And yeah. then um, seeing the juxtaposition versus uh, Mos Def's character, who was the epitome of, I just love this. This is just what I do. I mean, it was just perfect. And mm. even something that was small when, um, uh, his name, what was his name? It was Kelso, Kelsey, the- Kelby. The, uh, Kelby, Kelby, when he was coming to, um, uh, uh, to Mos Def's character and saying, uh, yeah, you know, it ran out the whole venue, got married to my venue. And he was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's my yeah. album. It's my Ads album. Ads that become rappers. I'm not, yeah. he was I'm like, not <laughs> Look, or something. <laughs> I'm not calling nobody out because there were some rappers who've come out with songs that, you know, I like or, or collaborated with. But what I'm talking about is, is that the rappers who made songs in or albums in that era, they were able to come out with an album because they were famous already. They would have never made it through the mm -hmm. curing process that allowed you to pop out as a top rapper mm. in previous um, eras or in the original, because in the original, the thing, that, the thing that made rap so great was that if you popped out on top, it was because you were the best. Mm -hmm. It was because you had the best lyrics. You've battled people. You've done all of this work. You've you've been on trains with a backpack, riding to different cities, mm -hmm. going to shows, mm -hmm. um, um, battling people and, and putting your name out there. And then you got to be on top. And it's like you get to circumvent the whole process oh. just because you're... Uh, 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 NBA star and it's again like all right whatever you know the you know same what I'm thing like, happens in comedy nowadays it's just you know, people are I'm just, just getting out. Yeah, I know we got we're tight on time y'all but yeah. bro what you just talked about yeah I think we it's have to deep. wrap on that note uh but it's bro deep. what you just talked about it does give me a chance to just pitch for our audience what our next episode is going to be normally we do it at the very end yeah. but bro what you just said so our next episode is going to be on a documentary this will be our first documentary y'all yep. um and we're yeah. going to do a documentary called stretch and bobito radio that changed lives and stretch and bobito um they became unlikely legends of hip-hop radio and so we're actually going to be able to continue this conversation on our next episode about the journey and what and in its origins what was that journey to actually becoming uh, a hip-hop artist of note what did it take to get hey, hey, can, I, can i tell you i'm working i'm already starting my self-work to not talk over to allow other people to participate okay <laughs> this is the thing about you even when you're admitting your weaknesses and you're working to overcome them if you're her big brother she will still take the opportunity to kick you a little it's just true. a little bit also but, we, also we know he lying <laughs> i'm gonna I'm I'm work I'm a, i promise any of our you're listeners lying. that listen to the terminator podcast Already die now. hard. Um, let's go. How many? <laughs> when our Look, is rolling and he loves it. Star Wars. Uh, because because <laughs> you know that's just a great. That was a great segue, and I, I'm telling you that is going to house. It's going to show exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And um. So yeah, I I, I can't I, wait. I, can't I wait do want to say because on one of the topics we always talk about, and that is the videography. What what oh. is, I'm I'm losing the words. Oh. You got the gist. Cinematography. Yes. Thank yes. you. Cinematography. 
It was so well done yes. in this movie. Even the part, even the it was visual where art. yes, it you was. you were in New York, like you Absolutely. knew you were in New York, and the parts that were even beautiful, how they were able to do, you know, how they do a look back scene, you know, something to the past. They didn't have to have a whole situation. Dre was just looking down the street and you could see him imagining him and Sid when they were younger running down the stairs of an, um, a brownstone. Mm. So I just appreciated the cinematography and this, even highlighting using graffiti, you know, all these different things that were very um, hip, part of the hip hop culture. But sis, you, uh, said, so. you said you don't consider this to be a hood film. Bro, do you I, consider this to be a hood movie? I, I don't, uh-uh. Did I just say something I made to hood? Well, you just talked about, as we have defined hood movies in the past, for the sake of this podcast, you hit a couple of the boxes there. About Which the are? That you were talking about the neighborhood really being uh-huh. a part of the story. Uh-huh. You were talking about um, the graffiti and the way that it was embodying the time. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's not a hood um, movie. <laughs> This is a black you know, rom com. Honestly, I, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to get because I feel like that's a whole conversation we got. Bro, I do think you have an to inter- give an answer. I I, I think pressure, that- pressure, pressure, pressure. <laughs> it's not. It's not a movie. It's just not. It's not. If I had a shelf with hood movies, it would probably be on the shelf. Like if I had, Whoa. if I had, a, if I had a shelf with like Menace to Society, Boys in the Hood. I still think they're presidents. What? I, I think I will put love. Jones. Well, y'all, listen, Mrs. we we Sonny. have not always been in agreement about this. I'm not surprised we're not all in agreement yeah. now. I would call this a hood movie. There have been yeah, movies where y'all have been confident that something was a hood movie, and I and even the internet agreed with you, but I didn't agree. And I think of this. It this is to me a hood movie because the the there was so the New Yorkness was important yeah. to the movie. Because it was about the hood. And I just right. don't think, I don't think- that going to make me acquiesce to this. I don't like that. New York the way that they did. I just don't think so. So that's why I would call it a hood movie. All right, we got to vote. We got to vote. Do. We do. Okay. Vote. Okay. Well, that's it. So we are now going to vote. Does Brown Sugar get, is, is Brown Sugar bench. a classic from the right perspective? Bro, does it, it get your park bench? Yes. Yes, it gets my park bench. <laughs> but I, I just want to say, not just be, like there are a lot of reasons, and I just want to say that I forgot how much this movie has penetrated my daily um, culture of my life. I, me and my uh, close, like I have a friend that we still talk about Mugu God all across the land, Mugu God Pan from, from the best Chinese, Chinese restaurant land. land. You know what I'm saying? Like we still do that. We still talk about you know hip hop Dalmatians. We still talk about with a dude. He's going to the fog with a dude with some other dude. Still, even the part you know that he was talking about Humphrey Bogart. Even the part, even the part that we that even my least favorite part of the movie, we still joke about to this day. We'll just randomly come out like Sid, Sid. We, I know he said Sydney, but in our memories, Sid, when did you fall in love with him? <laughs> like, we'll still joke about Aww. it to this day. So, and many of the songs that are hip-hop? that are on that oh. track are still my favorite songs to this day. So yes, it is a classic 
from multiple, multiple different levels from from my perspective. Yes. yes. Shout out to Erica Badu, honey. Yeah. Um, and I I will also man, we, we can do a podcast on the soundtrack. Well, I will tell you, this movie does get my park bench, and it doesn't get it for the reason I thought I was gonna give it. I thought it was going to get my park bench because I love a good romantic movie. And when a romantic movie is well done, oh, I'm sold because then it isn't just about the romance, the larger story. But this is this movie is getting my park bench for that reason. And for so much more every the casting perfect. Every single portrayal was so well done. And what we always talk about is what makes something a classic is um, would it still be good 20 years from now? And the answer with this movie is yes. Um, If I'm clicking through and and just looking for something to watch, would I stop to watch this movie no matter where it is in the movie? Yes, I would. Um, And could I see myself on a rainy day when I just need some comfort? Like, oh, I just want to have a good time sitting here by myself for a minute, putting on brown sugar? Yes. That's what makes it a classic. So it definitely gets my park bench. Sis, listen, even the side characters like Aunt Betty at the the bridal shower. (laughs) Romulus, that's that shake dancer. (laughs) It was like Aunt Betty. Wait a minute. (laughs) And y'all, the fact that this movie doesn't have awards from some of the major white award entities is truly effed up. I'm so because happy we this recognize movie it though. really, truly does. It sits right there with all those other ones, my best friend's wedding and all of that. Mm-hmm. It is even better than many of those mainstream white movies that get so much fanfare as rom-coms. This movie had all of that, but so much more. So much more. Wow. This, does it get your park bench? I mean... Okay. All right. I mean, she, she's been sitting serious? on the bench the whole, we, the whole podcast. Uh, listen, I am sitting on the bench with a microphone and a stereo. Doing a with, cipher. And, with my pen doing a cipher. On the one Janiya, Janiya, you have homework for our next podcast. Listen. Yes. You need. I you love need, homework. You need to figure out what ones and twos are. And I want you to really do this one. Okay. I want you to know what ones and twos are, and I want a brief history on the evolution of it. I can't wait to hear. Wonderful. Oh, well, good. I'm happy right. I don't have that homework. I know what the ones and twos are, but I don't want no evolution. Oh, you'll know in our next episode, sis. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be hard, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> you I all, I love homework. Right. Homework is my sweet spot. She's a weird That's why she had a 4.9 growing up. All right. So, <laughs> so, so this one was fun, y'all. They're all fun, but this one was fun. This too. was a all lot right. of fun. Good picks, sis. Good picks. Uh, good, great picks, sis. Thanks for tuning Thank in, everybody. You. Brown sugar is a classic from the right perspective. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.